0: Well, how's everybody doing? Good to see you guys. Welcome to an awesome Sunday here at church. And I think um, I think every Sunday is awesome around here, but I think you guys picked a really, really great Sunday to join us because this week we are finishing up our Start of Summer series called Age of Heroes. And if you've missed um, any parts of this series, you can always catch up by going to uh, our site on YouTube and watching online. But we began this series really six weeks ago by saying that each of us, has really been given by God the heart of a hero. And by that we mean that God has placed inside each and every one of us this righteous desire to stand up and fight for that which is pure and for that which is true. And, and then we talked in week one about this idea of the hesitant hero. We, we said that every hero occasionally fears failure in life, but that if we hesitate, we're already defeated. And so we need to be able to trust God and be willing to take that next step in faith. And then we talked about this idea of the passionate hero, and we said that every hero needs something worth fighting for. We need a cause in life that's really bigger than ourselves to fight for. And and then we said when we discover what that cause is, what, what that thing is that's bigger than ourselves in this life, and we begin to kind of follow that, that it will blow our minds, and we'll begin to step out of this kind of smaller story of us into this bigger, greater story that God has for us. And then in part four of this series, we started unpacking the topic of relationships, and specifically relationships between, you know, you know, romantic relationships between men and women and all these kinds of things. And we talked about the idea of the knowledgeable hero. And then last week on Father's Day, you know, we, we kind of looked inside of our hearts And we talked about this idea of the wounded hero, how many of us carry kind of a wound in our lives, oftentimes this this wound known as the father wound, and that if we're gonna be able to step into the greater things that God has for us, we need to be able to recover and kind of break this generational wound to step into greater things and to be able to leave a greater legacy for the next generation. Now, today we're gonna end this series and we're gonna pivot a little bit And we're going to talk about the greatest hero of all time. But before we begin today, uh, let's start off with a word of prayer together. Can we do that? Can we bow our heads? Can we pray? Heavenly Father, we we pray today, Lord God, that we would not be a people who just come into a building and sit in some rows and spend time together for 30 minutes or so and then walk out of here unchanged. No, God, we, we want to be a people who are ready to receive what it is that you want to share to us by the power of your Holy Spirit to be changed. God, prepare our minds and hearts to receive what it is that you want to share to each and every one of us as individuals. And then, God, change us, transform us, Lord God, so that we can walk out of these doors into the greater life, the greater future, the greater plans that you have for us, Lord God, so that we can be world changers for you. We pray this in the powerful name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Now, when we started this series back in May, um, I tried to be a little bit funny with you guys, a little tongue in cheek to compare some romantic movies, some, uh, some romantic movies with some action movies and highlight some of the differences in movies that you know inspire some of us guys. But to help today, I'm, I'm gonna talk about my favorite genre of action movies. And then I'm gonna kind of share a a surprise, a big surprise with all of you guys. Um, But I've told you guys before, I I love movies that are just kind of like overdosing on testosterone. I think Gladiator, Braveheart, like those are movies I I really love. But more specifically, my favorite, favorite genre of action movie has always been the superhero film. I mean, I just love them. And uh, for those of you who've been over to my house, you know. I have a very large small group. My wife and I, for years, have done a married couple small group. I think uh, we joke that our small group is really small church. Uh, for those of you guys who are a part of it, we have about 15 couples, so about 30 people who gather over at our house weekly for small group. And um, if, for those of you who've been there, you know that growing up, um, I collected comic books. I, I was a comic book nerd as a kid. And about a year ago, my wife, Julie, she unboxed, A lot of these comic books, and some of the ones that are like near and dear to my heart, she um, displayed them, framed them, and displayed them in our basement, which we call our main cave. And um, I actually have some comic books um, dating all the way back to the golden and silver age of comics, and I just love superheroes. And so, since this is our last week in this Age of Heroes series, I thought it might be fun to play a little trivia game surrounding uh, my favorite TV and movie superheroes, and that's heroes from Marvel Comics. Marvel Comics, which is what I really, um, you know, primarily collected as a kid. Now, some of you superhero nerds like me out there, you might begin to argue, well, Pastor, aren't you neglecting DC Comics? What about the Justice League? What about Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and Flash and Aquaman? And look, I will give props where props are due, okay? Wonder Woman was a great movie. How many of you saw Wonder Woman a few years back and enjoyed Wonder Woman? A lot of you out there, okay? Wonder Woman's great movie. Um, I might have told you guys this before, but my very first crush as a kid back in the 80s, when I was like four or five years old, my very first crush was this woman right here, Linda Carter, my first childhood crush, okay? So, any of you Linda Carter fans out there, love me some Linda Carter, okay? And Gal Gadot, the new Wonder Woman, is awesome. Not ashamed to admit it. Um, I'm gonna be very transparent with you. I may have a man crush on aquaman i would like to wake up someday and look like him okay any women here like some jason momoa women amen if you like some jason momoa this morning okay all right so i will give you wonder woman and aquaman um but i gotta say i am not feeling edward from twilight as batman okay i just uh, he doesn't scare me he looks like a moody teenager i think i can take him okay Um, but i'm sorry i'm sorry when it comes I'm being honest, when it comes to superhero TV shows and movies, I just think Marvel has done a better job, hands down, okay? I just think they've done a better job. So we're doing Marvel trivia this morning. If you don't like it, I apologize. That's what we're doing, okay? So uh, I'm going to call my lovely assistant on stage. Can we all welcome the lovely pastor, Amanda Lawton, on stage? You guys don't see Amanda that often because she's working really hard on that side of the building all week long. Amanda is our director of our Lighthouse School and Daycare and our preschool pastor, and she does a tremendous job over there. She is going to be playing the role of Vanna White this morning in our trivia game. And what I'm going to need this morning is I'm going to need about 10 contestants this morning who, and I've been publishing this on social media like all week long, and we talked about this last week, so hopefully you're prepared. I need about 10 people today who are willing to play a little Marvel trivia. If you think you know Marvel movies and Marvel TV shows like on Disney Plus and stuff, please raise your hand right now we need 10 people i see one right there come on up on the stage another one right there come on up we got three right there four come on up five six come on up all the way in the back seven we need some more right there bonnie come on up how many we got one two three four five six seven eight i need two more brave souls in the building there we go come on up not are we at nine amanda I need one more brave soul. We need one more. I need one more Matt brave Morrison? soul in Matt, the room. No. One more. Josh, somebody is volunteering Josh somebody. Come on up, Josh LG. All right, awesome, awesome, all right. All right, we got 10. Let's hear it for these 10 brave contestants coming on stage this morning. Because Let me tell you something here, okay? So I've got, Amanda has a box here. Amanda, come, come near me real quick. So they can capture you because I I don't know if we have widescreen or what we have over there. That's right. So we've got a box here of of movie theater candy, uh, Apple Apple Cinemas concession stand over here, and it's all the good stuff. We got a bunch of crunch, uh, regular M Ms, peanut M Ms, Butterfinger, Reese's Pieces, Sour Patch Kids, hot tamales. um, Let me see what else we got here. Nerds, Swedish Fish, Junior Mints, Raisinets, and Snowcaps. All right, so we got lots of choices and we've got 10 trivia questions. If you know the answer to a trivia question, you can look at each other, okay? Raise your hand, raise your hand, and um, you answer the question with the microphone, and if you get it right, you get a candy, and you get to sit down. But here's the strategy involved. Here's the strategy involved. If you really think you know your Marvel trivia, the questions kinda get a little bit harder as we go along, you might wanna hold out because if they get all 10 questions right, everybody in here today wins. We got something big for everybody in here today. Does that sound good to everybody in here today? All right, okay. So, so you don't wanna let them down, right? Okay, you don't want to let them down, all right? Because this is a bit, I'm telling you, this is, a, this is like the biggest prize we've ever given in church. So you really want to like look out for them, right? And you really want to cheer them on and support them, right? So can we get like a really big round of applause? for them? Oh, yeah, all, right, all right, here we go. And I don't want to keep you guys here until 1 o'clock, so we're going to move through this kind of quick because my wife's in children's ministry and she'll kill me if we do that. So we're going to, mo- we're going to move kind of quick. All right, question number one, question number one. This hero suffers from multiple personalities, and has the powers of an ancient Egyptian avatar. You can I mean, you, you look at each other. You look at each other, you can see, all
1: right. Moon Knight.
0: Okay, he thinks the answer is Moon Knight. What's the answer? Moon Knight. Congratulations, good job. You can have a seat, good job, All right, that's one. That's one, question number two. Can you name two of the three actors to play Spider-Man? Two of the three actors to play Spider-Man. Okay, all right.
2: Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield.
0: Okay, Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield. Let's look. That is correct. There's Toby McGuire and there's Andrew Garfield. Well done. <laughs> That's two. Question number three. What Marvel TV series tells the story of a heroine who is so distraught over losing the love of her life, she begins to warp reality itself? What TV series? Yes, Bonnie. Wanda. WandaVision. Bonnie says WandaVision. Is that WandaVision? That is right. Good job, Bonnie. Well done. All right. Question number four. This uh, this mystical hero has has to battle the Scarlet Witch in order to stop the destruction of the multiverse. Who is he? Over there in the end. Over the end. In the mic. In the mic. In the mic. Doctor Strange. He says Doctor it's Strange. That? Is it? Yes, it is. It's Doctor Strange. All right. This question. Tricky. I was told it's a little tricky, so just listen carefully to it, okay? This heroine joined forces with what Avenger who is known to never miss a shot? It's also the name of the series. It's also the name of the series. Yep. Hawkeye? Hawkeye. Is it Hawkeye? That's correct. It's Hawkeye. Okay. All right, you got to know a little bit about me on this one. My favorite Marvel superhero is played amazingly accurately by Hugh Jackman. Who is he? Who is he? Is it Wolverine? Is it Wolverine? Yes, it is. It's Wolverine. I would also like to look like that. I also want to point that out, Okay. Alright, this villain turned hero is featured in his very own Marvel TV series. This villain turned hero is featured in his very own Marvel TV series. Who's doing it? Anyone? Okay, alright, Aaron's going for it. Loki. Is it Loki? Yes, it's Loki! okay this marvel hero is so powerful that just by speaking he can destroy an entire planet this marvel hero is so powerful just by speaking he can destroy an entire planet all right dark bolt Black Bolt? Black Bolt, yeah. Black Black Bolt, she, she's right!
2: Wow. Black Bolt. Good job. All right, I got a question. How
0: many people knew that answer? Like three. Good job, Amber. Well done, wow. well done, Amber. That's All right, next one. What iconic Star Trek actor plays the role of this Marvel superhero who's the leader of the X-Men and the Patrick most powerful Stewart. mutant? Patrick Stewart? Is it Patrick Stewart? Yes, it is. It's Patrick Stewart.
2: (laughs) All right,
0: guys. All the pressure falls (laughs) on Jim. Can we hear a chant for Jim? Jim, 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 Jim. All right, here we go. All right, Thor, one of the original Avengers. Where's our, let's, there he is. Thor, one of our original Avengers, is starring in a new movie. Coming out in two weeks. What is the name of this movie? <laughs>
1: yeah. Love and Thunder? He
0: says it's Love and Thunder. Is he correct? <laughs> yeah! Yay. Do you guys wanna know what you guys have just won? At the end of service today, we're gonna have a sign up sheet in the back. Every single person who's here today, you can sign up in the back. We have rented out a full theater at Apple Cinema for you guys to see Thor, Love and Thunder. We're gonna do a night out at the movies for our whole church to see Thor, Love and Thunder. And this week, our new district superintendent Um, Dr. Paul McPherson has been hanging out with me and Julie. He was here for his first week visiting. He's a big superhero fan. He's going to be joining us. And if you'd like to meet our new district superintendent, you're going to get to do that too. So mark your calendars for Tuesday, July 12th. Tuesday, July 12th at 6.30, we're going to do Thor Love and Thunder. You can sign up for tickets for your family, and you can meet the new DS, and that's going to be happening in a couple weeks. Sign up in the back at the end of service today. Sound like fun, everybody? Awesome. Well, you guys really know your Marvel superheroes, and like I said, um, I'm with you guys because I am a very, very big superhero fan, but today, my goal is that each of us, would come to discover a true superhero in our life. One that is not fictional, while superheroes and all that stuff is kind of fun, there is a superhero that is not fictional, but there is one that's real. And my hope and prayer is that for many of you that you would come to see this powerful, powerful truth, and that's this, that Jesus Christ is the greatest hero of all time. Amen? That he is the greatest here of all time. Because see, when Jesus walked the earth, there's some things he didn't claim to be. He didn't claim to be a good teacher. He didn't claim to be a wise prophet. He declared that he was the son of the living God, that he was literally God in a bod, which is crazy, right? But then he backed up those words. He performed miracle after miracle after miracle. He turned water into wine. He healed the blind and the sick. He multiplied loaves of bread and fishes. He calmed storms. He walked on water. He raised a guy from the dead and even predicted his own death and his resurrection. And after all those events and many, many others, countless people, countless people began to believe that he was not crazy, that he was not some lunatic, that he was not some liar from the pit of hell, but that he was in fact their Lord and their savior. And they were willing even to lay down their lives for that belief. They believed that he was their hero. And and maybe you're with us here today, and and you're kind of new to this whole church and, and Jesus and Christianity thing, and if that's you, we are so glad that you're joining us here this morning or watching online, and you might be wondering, why do I even need a hero? I mean, why do I even need a savior? And here's why. Scripture teaches that all of us, every single one of us here, that we're sinners, we're imperfect. There are no perfect people here today that we all have disobeyed God, we've all done wrong things in our life, we've all made bad choices, not once, but hundreds if not thousands of times in our lives. There are some of us who have a messed up past, there are some of us you know, who have a, a jacked up history, and sometimes we've even avoided you know, places like church because we feel reminded of our wrongs and our mistakes and our past, and we feel judged or we feel condemned, but the good news of God is that God loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus not to condemn you, but to rescue you, that he loves you so much that even though you have screwed up, maybe time and time and time again, that he has never given up on you, that he has never stopped loving you, and the story of our hero Jesus is really the greatest love story in the history of the universe. Because of God's amazing, amazing love for you, he sent his son Jesus to teach us all about him and then to willingly be our hero, to lay down his life for us as the payment once and for all for all of our sins. He became sin. He took the burden of all our sins upon himself on the cross. And so, Jesus is the greatest hero of all time. And recognizing that truth and receiving and accepting that incredible free gift from God of forgiveness and grace through his son Jesus is what it really means to be a Christian, to become a follower of Jesus. Now, today, we're going to expand on this incredible true story of God because becoming a Christian really isn't the end of this story, it's just the beginning. When Jesus died for our sins, he, he gave us the greatest blessing that we could ever hope for, an eternal love relationship as children, as sons and daughters of the God of the universe. He didn't just save us. He invited us to become a part of his family, which is absolutely amazing to, to embrace us like that. But, but we weren't blessed by God to just go on, li- on, on with life as business as usual. No, he blessed us to then be a blessing to the rest of the world. As followers of Jesus, we're called to actually follow the example of our savior Jesus and to become heroes ourselves to the rest of the world. That's what we're called to do. We're called to be a light in this world, to love other people as we've been loved by God. See, God created each of you on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose in this life. There are no accidents in this room today. There are no accidents watching online today. And when you discover what he wants for your life, and when you start to actually live that out, it will not only change your life, but it'll start impacting other people around you, and it'll start to change other lives. It could even change the world. So if you have your Bible today, go ahead and open it to the book of Jonah because we're going we're gonna to look at this really fascinating story of Jonah today. But before we unpack that story, uh, in the Avengers story, which is one of my favorite Marvel stories, one of my favorite characters on the Avengers team is this guy right here, the Incredible Hulk. I mean, what's not to love? I mean, he's big, he's green, and he has like this incredible childlike innocence at times. And yet he's the strongest, like physically, he is the strongest out of all the superheroes. But Hulk has this alter ego, the the brilliant Dr. Bruce Banner. But Dr. Banner is ashamed of what he has become as the Hulk. And and he's so afraid of hurting other people as the Hulk. And so because of this, he often runs away. He often hides. And, And when he runs away, guess what? the evils and the villains and the problems of the world. Do you think they disappear, do you think they go away? No, they don't. Oftentimes they get worse. And so because of this, the other Avengers, they have to go look for him, they have to go find him because they know that they need him in order to have any kind of a chance at saving the world. And so they have to find the Hulk and they have to bring him back. And and there's a, a simple truth in life that really kind of parallels this. And and I've seen it over and over and over again. And that truth is simply this, that running from God always leads to regrets. That running from God always leads to regrets, always. And and so today I wanna talk about four responses, four responses that many people have when it comes to God. And, And what's true about these responses is that three of these responses really represent this idea of running away from God. Three of these responses really have to do with kind of fleeing and running from God. And as I kind of unpack these today, you might see yourself in one, two, maybe even all three of these responses. But what I'm hopefully going to reveal to you is that these three responses always lead to regrets. But the fourth response, the fourth one, is the one that leads to salvation. Because again, Running from God always leads to regret. So let's get started. Number one, if you're taking notes, response number one is this, unfazed, unfazed. Because there's some things in life that just don't phase us. There are some things in life that we just don't care about. You know, for me, it's the Tour de France. I've told you guys about this. It's a bike race that happens every year in France, hence the name de France, right? To me, it's just guys in spandex. I could care less. We're all different. I get that. There's some things I care about, you might not care about. There's some things you guys care about, I might not care about. All morning long, I've been talking about superheroes. Some of you guys are really excited we're talking about superheroes today. Some of you guys are thrilled we're going to go see Thor, Love and Thunder. Others of you, you probably wish we were going to go see this movie, like my wife. Okay? (laughs) That's all right. Some of you are really weird, you're borderline crazy, you'd like to go see a scary movie. I think the world is scary enough without having to add zombies to it, okay? Some of you are very smart. I know we have very, very, very smart people in our church community, okay? Some of you are very smart. You like vacationing in five-star resort hotels on a beach with golf someplace warm during Maine winter. Okay, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Florida. Some of you guys, I get it. You're smart people. Others of you, like Ted Bennett, you like to go on four day hikes camping with teenagers. <laughs> you like pretending like you're homeless. More power to you, okay, to each their own. But see, I, I think the most dangerous place to be when it comes to our walk with God, is being unfazed, is being unfazed. Let, let's look at Jonah chapter 1. Here's what it says. The, the word of the Lord came to Jonah. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. Now, how cool would it be if every day you woke up in the morning and the audible voice of God spoke to you and told you what to do? Like, that would be awesome. That would be like off the chain. I can't imagine that. Jonah's response, eh, unfazed. He doesn't really care. Jonah hears the voice of God telling him to do something. What does he do? He runs the other way. So my first question to you today is this. Do you really care about God? Do you really care about God? Do you care what he has done for you? And what he wants for you. Because if you don't, then you're unfazed. And that's a dangerous place to be. And, and let, me, let me tell you who might be unfazed today. It's that, it's that person today that during worship, while the worship team was leading us, you were thinking, can we just get through this song? I don't even know this song. Is this a new song? This music's too loud. This isn't even my style of music. I don't even like this. Then when someone gets up to speak, you just completely check out. It's a person who every single Sunday has to get up and use the bathroom halfway through the service, whether they really have to or not, or they fall asleep week after week after week. It's like, yeah, whatever. I'm unfazed. I'm just going through the motions. And here's the problem with that. If that's your general attitude, you're probably not a follower of Jesus. And that's a dangerous, dangerous place to be. But pastor, I said a prayer at an altar once when I was younger. Well, according to the scriptures, if you don't love Jesus anywhere in your heart, and there's no desire to follow him, You're probably not saved and you're pulling a Jonah and you're running from God. And running from God always leads to regrets. The person who stays unfazed is in a dangerous place and if that's you, you might want to consider making a change because your very eternity is on the line. Response number two, afraid, afraid. Now we're all scared of something, we all have fears, okay? We all have fears. There's a lot of fears. There's a whole list of phobias and fears. For example, how many of you have a fear of heights? Raise your hand. A lot of you. Notice my hand is high in the air on that one, okay? Um, Zahira, where's Zahira at? Right there, there's Zahira. Zahira is our Life Essentials Compassionate Ministry Director and she is awesome, by the way. In fact, our entire Life Essentials team is awesome. Can we (laughs) hear it for them? So we have Nancy Harris, who's our clothing closet leader, and we've got Ellen Dunn, who's our, um, our food pantry director, and then we've got Gene, um, who does our locker project on Fridays and puts all the food uh, out for that, that whole team, and, and uh, Zahira is our, our director who kind of oversees everything, and they're just an awesome, amazing team. I love our Life Essentials team. But a couple weeks ago, Zahira came up to me out in that foyer over there, and she was like, hey, Pastor. I got a great idea for our leadership team. I think this would be a great team building activity. Let's go jump out of an airplane. <laughs> and I was like, hex to the no, that does not sound like a good idea, Zahira to me. I was like, airplanes are meant to keep people inside, not, not outside, don't put me down for that trip, I will not be coming. Um, how many of you are scared of spiders? Can I show show of hands? Okay, oh yeah, several of you, yep. Yeah. So like, like hell for me would be being thrown out of an airplane, holding a tarantula and a cat. Like that, that would be like, <laughs> that would be like me. Like, like, yeah, like the worst superhero in the world would be like Spider Cat. Like that would be the worst. <laughs> that would be it. Like, I'm sorry, but that's a superhero I cannot get behind. I'll be rooting for Dr. Octopus and the Green Goblin in that fight. Okay. And see, Jonah wasn't just unfazed and running from God. He was also afraid. And so he ran. Check it out. Verse 3. Verse 3. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. Okay? He went down to Joppa. Point. Let me stop for a second. You always go down when you run away from God. Okay? Where he found a ship bound for a port. After paying a fare, we'll stop again, because it always costs you something when you run from God, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. He was afraid. So here's the deal. Jonah was a prophet, and prophets are not usually very popular people. I just want to point that out. They declare the truth of God. Which oftentimes is not very popular. So God wanted Jonah to go to Nineveh, the largest city of the day, and he wants him to be a light in the darkness. These are, these are people who are far from God, who have drifted. And he wants to point them back to God. And Jonah is like, nope. Sorry, God, I'm out of here. I don't care about those people. I don't care what happens to them. They can go to hell for all I care. I'm out of here. And I'm afraid, by the way, too. Now, people who are afraid, unlike people who are unfazed, people who are afraid, they can be Christians. They may have surrendered their lives to Jesus, but usually it's only a part of their lives. Usually it's only a part of their lives. They, they refuse to live out their lives completely for Jesus. That The person who's living an afraid life is like, all right, God, I'm going to go to church, But I'm not going to invite any of my friends or family. Because if they come, they might start asking me questions. And I don't really want anybody to know that I'm a Christian. I'm afraid to go public. I'm afraid to get baptized. And guess what? It can be scary to take a stand for Jesus. Because when we do, people start to notice. But God calls every one of us, in fact, He commands every one of us as His followers to stand out, to be salt and light in this world. Now, let me clarify. Standing out does not mean being a jerk to people around us. That's not what He calls us to do. I'm not telling you to go to your job or to go to your school, students, and to get on social media and start screaming at people and condemning them for all the sin in their life and saying, get saved or microwaved. That's not what I'm saying, okay? I'm talking about representing Jesus through your life and showing people the love of Christ and pointing them to Jesus and having Jesus' conversations with people outside the walls of this building and with your little circle of Jesus' friends. Are you willing to get uncomfortable for God? Or are you stuck being afraid? Because listen to me, we all get scared. But nobody who stays afraid their entire life has ever made a great difference in this world for Jesus. Nobody. But they carry around a lot of regrets at the end of their life. A lot. Response number three, informed. Informed. You know, um, a little bit of information can be a dangerous thing. Uh, I, like, I like using Twitter a little bit, I, I'm, I'm not a big uh, Facebook guy, I'm not really a big social media guy, um, but I like following people on, on Twitter, I like following some famous people on Twitter just to get a little look into their lives, a little window into their lives. Um, on Facebook, I'm there occasionally, if you ever write me on Facebook, I might not respond for a while because I'm not on there all that often. Um, but one of the famous people that you might not know that I follow on Twitter is Justin Bieber. Justin um, yeah, you, I, Justin Bieber, you might not know this, Justin Bieber is actually a Christian. Uh, he's had his ups and downs. He's had some substance abuse issues and things like that over the years. But, um, but I like Justin Bieber. I enjoy uh, some of his music. In fact, um, I've had the Bieber fever over the years. And um, I've learned a lot about him from reading his posts, favorite foods, places to visit, things to do. I've uh, taken my girls when they were uh, a lot younger, and he was a lot younger, to a Justin Bieber concert. Um, and most people don't know this either, um, but I've actually met Justin Bieber. Uh, me and the Biebs used to hang out back in the day. Um, this is me singing with him at a concert uh, back in D.C. Um, a while back. He asked me to come on stage. It was a phenomenal experience in my life. Um, then we went to Daytona Beach together. It was a really cool time hanging on the beach with the Biebs. Pretty cool. Another, another awesome time. Um, yep, there, there we are. There we are. And I, I can go on and on and on about me and the Beebs but by now you've probably figured out, um, and you're thinking, uh, Pastor AJ, that is absolutely ridiculous. You have just Photoshopped yourself into some pictures with young Justin Bieber, and that is true. But I would be willing to bet that there are some of you here this morning, and some of you watching online, and um, you don't have a relationship with Jesus You've just photoshopped yourself into some sort of a religious experience. And you may think, well, well, I grew up in church. Well, my parents are Christians. Well, they had me dedicated as a baby. Well, I go to church sometimes. Well, when I'm in a crisis, I pray. And you know, all those things are great. But what I'm asking is, has there ever been a time that you've met Jesus personally personally do you really know him because the bible teaches that the way we get to heaven is not based on performance and it's not based on our parents it's based on knowing a person and his name is jesus so are you just informed or do you know him personally See, I I believe there's some of us here today and you follow Jesus the way I follow Justin. And you come to church and you listen to some music about him and you can sing some songs about him and, and you know some stuff about him that you've heard in church or that you've read in the Bible or that you picked up in a Sunday school class but you don't have a personal relationship with him. You're informed of who he is, and you know some things he said, but it has no real bearing on your life. Kind of like Jonah. Picking up in verse four. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose, and the ship threatened to break up. And all the sailors were afraid, and they cried out, to his own God, and they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship, but Jonah had gone below deck where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. Story continues in verse six. The captain went to him and said, how can you sleep? So they asked him, tell us, who's responsible for making all this trouble for us? What did you do? Where do you come from? What's your country? From what people are you? Jonah answered, I am a Hebrew and I worship the Lord the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. Time out. Was Jonah really worshiping the Lord, church? What do you think? No, right? What was he doing? He was running. He was running. And he was sleeping during the storm, right? There's a storm outside the boat, and he was running, and he was sleeping. It is completely possible to acknowledge Jesus with our words, to be informed, but to not follow him as Lord. But church, here's the deal. A true follower of the Lord acknowledges Jesus with both words and actions in their life. So here's a touchy subject for some of you. Well, what do your actions look like? Students, what do your dating relationships look like? If you're trying to follow Jesus, why in the world would you date someone who is not fully in love with Jesus? And and let me tell you something, men and women, this is not just a teenage thing. When you want to be totally sold out for Jesus, I promise you, I promise you, 100% 100% guarantee you, Satan will send someone cute in your life who does not love Jesus. In 20 plus years of pastoral ministry, I've seen tons of people get fired up for God, feel a calling by God to do something big get plugged into their church, lead a ministry, maybe even a calling into pastoral ministry, and not three months go by, they meet somebody cute, start dating someone who's not in love with Jesus, drop out of church, and disappear. Like the FBI can't find them. Some of you know a lot about God, but you've never said to him, I want you to be Lord of everything in my life my dating life, my everything. And that's a dangerous place to be because you're just informed, but you're still running from God. And you can still wind up with lots of regrets. Response number four, response number four, last one. Engaged, engaged. I'm engaged, I'm all in. All the chips have been pushed onto the table. All in with Jesus. And for the person who's there, God is first in every area of their life. They're willing to do whatever he says. Some of you in this room, and I know some of you in this room, I am so pumped up with what God is doing in you right now because you're engaged and it's evident it's evident in your life. Your attitude is God, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, I'm there. You want me to go on a mission trip to Philadelphia and work with inner city kids? I'm there. You want me to serve with kids and teenagers and mentor them? I'm there. You want me to use my talents to play an instrument or sing on the worship team? I'm there. You want me to learn an instrument? I'm there. You want me to share my faith with others? I'm there. You want me to help out in the clothing closet? You want me to collect canned foods? Whatever it is, God, I'm there. I'm here. You can use me. You want my wallet. You want my checkbook. You, you want me to leave a legacy. Whatever it is, God, I'm there. I'm yours. You just tell me what you want, God, and I'm there. I'm engaged. I want to serve you with my entire life. I'm there. That's why one of our core values as a church, which we say over and over and over again, is this. That saved people serve people. Saved people serve people. That people who are truly following Jesus say, God, use my life for your glory. And people who embrace that, you know what? They're difference makers. They're freaking heroes. That's who they are. They can change the world for God. And thankfully, Jonah finally gets there. He's the reluctant hero who finally gets there. Verse 12, pick me up and throw me in the sea, he replied, and it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row back to land, but they could not. For the sea grew even wilder than before. Continuing in verse 14, then they cried to the Lord, O Lord, do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man, for you, O Lord, have done as you please. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew what, church? Calm. And the Lord provided a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was inside the fish three days and three nights. And so Jonah sat in the belly of the fish for three days, and then, then, he finally got, engaged. He says this, Jonah chapter 2, verse 8, last verse we'll look at today. Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. But I, with the song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice you. What I have vowed I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land." And so Jonah finally said, God, I'm all in. God, I'm engaged. I'm sold out for you. And Jonah got a second chance. And he went to Nineveh. And the people of Nineveh, Scripture tells us, were saved. And now Jonah, even though he was reluctant to begin with, is considered a great hero of the Bible. See, I believe with all my heart, that the people of this church, the people of our church, First Light South Portland Church of the Nazarene, could lead the greatest awakening of God that this state has ever seen. I believe that God is gonna raise up children who are meeting on that wing over there right now, and teenagers, students in this room, students who come to Fuse, our student ministry, and men, and women from this church to lead the greatest awakening of God, shining a light into our communities. That's the reason I'm here. I love our church, and I believe new people will come, and they will join this mission. I believe new leaders will emerge who are willing to do whatever it takes to get us to where God wants us to go. But it's gonna require It's going to require many of us to get engaged. And again, that's my prayer for all of us today, that God is going to raise up students and men and women who are willing to say, Jesus, I am all in. Wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, I am sold out for you. Use my life, God. Use my life to change the world for your kingdom, for your glory. I want to serve you. Can we pray together, church? Let's pray with heads bowed and eyes closed. God, my my prayer is simply this today. As As we end this message, as we end this series, God, would you begin the process of raising up students, men, women, who would be willing to say, God, I'm going to go all in with you. And by doing so, God, would you use this church, would you use this community of believers to change the world? That some people today would make some decisions in their life. That some people who don't know you, who've been unfazed, would say, I want Jesus to be my hero. But today, Today, I want Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm ready to receive him as my Lord, as my Savior, that I'm gonna place my faith off of myself and onto Jesus, that he is the hero of my life. For others who, who, are, who are Jesus followers, Lord God, but they've been scared. Maybe they've just been living a life that's just informed, just going through the motions. Instead, they would become engaged. They'd go all in. they say, Jesus, you can have it all. God, I want you to have first place. I'm all in with you. I don't wanna have any regrets. God, you can have it all. My dating relationships, my time, my talents, my finances. God, you can have it all because running from God always leads to regrets but people who are sold out for God become heroes they change the world God help us to be engaged as the worship team gets ready to lead us in a closing song there are some people and some things need to get settled if you're here today and you would say Maybe I'm the person in that first category. Maybe I'm a person who's just been unfazed. And, and today I want to take a step and I want to receive Jesus as the hero of my life. If that's you this morning, I'm going to ask you to have some incredible courage. Just lift a hand and say, Pastor, it's me. Would you pray for me? I want Jesus to be the hero of my life. Would you just raise your hand right now? Say, that's me. I know I need him today. Praise God. I see that. Praise God. Another. Anybody else? Praise God. I see another, I don't wanna let this pass by. I see three people this morning. Is there anybody else who needs Jesus to be the hero of their life? I wanna ask you to be really bold. I wanna ask you to be really bold and maybe walk down this aisle and not care what anybody else thinks. Just walk down this aisle and kneel at an altar and just mark this date on your calendar and say, I did it today. There is no doubt because God doesn't want you to have any doubt in your life that you made this decision. He is the hero of your life. Praise God for you. I want to challenge you to do that, to have that boldness today. Those of you today who would say, maybe I've been scared, maybe I've been informed, but today I'm all in. I'm all in, God. You can have first place. I want you to have it all. If that's you this morning, would you raise your hand? Would you have courage today? Praise God. Anybody else this morning? You can have it all, praise God, praise God, another. Praise God in the back. Anybody else, praise God, another. Anybody else this morning, God, you can have it all. I'm not gonna have any regrets, praise God on the side. No more regrets in this life, praise God in the middle, another one in the back in the middle. Praise God. If you're at home right now, you can raise your hand. I can't see you, God can. Anybody else? You're in the balcony, I can't see you. There are lights shining in my face, but God can. Praise God, I wanna challenge you too. If you said, God, you can have it all, you can come to this altar too. We can fill this thing up, nobody has to be ashamed. Guess what, Jesus wasn't ashamed of you when he was hanging bloody from a cross. You don't have to be ashamed walking down an aisle to an altar, okay? The rest of us, let's stand. If you see someone you love come up to an altar, come pray with them and give them some support and let's celebrate as a church what God is doing with our people this morning. Let's celebrate together. Let's sing and let's pray. God is moving in our church today. Praise God.
3: Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you the lord turn his face toward you and give be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give
2: is And children, and the children, and the children, may His presence go before you and behind you. Yeah. I like sing! He is for you. 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 God, let that be our prayer this week. That you go before us. That your face shines upon us. God, I pray that we would cling to that prayer. Cling to that truth. God, that you are there for us. Each and every day, through each and everything. Lord, we thank you. God bless you today don't forget to sign up in the foyer if your family would like to join us for the movie coming up in july may its favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family your children and their children and their children, may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you and within you. He's with you, he's with you in the morning, in the evening, in your coming, you your going, you your weeping and rejoicing. He is for you, 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 he is for you. He is for you.